I don't want to talk about this tonight, Trevor. Uh, it is game <laughs> four, and as of right now, Colorado Avalanche is up one nothing. Yeah, actually, you'd say uh, Kale McCarr is up one nothing on Connor McDavid. I think he's winning the one on one battles with that with that guy. Kale McCarr. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got he got he got the power play goal. Uh, welcome to episode 48. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's not just about me tonight. I'm in a good mood, as you can <laughs> see. But uh, can't say the same for Bush. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, man. Come on. <laughs> you uh, Oilers fans should be used to this. Heartbreak. Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, welcome to episode 30, no, 38, 48, 48, yeah. <laughs> I am Trev, and with me is uh, Mr., what should I call you, Mr.? You call me Bush if you want. You call me Mr. Major. <laughs> Sergeant Major? You called that when I, when I was an EA at uh, Beaver Brain TA. Remember that movie? Or Was that Sergeant Major? What movie Remember? was that? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Kay, I was just looking at the two, 2017 draft. Like, Kale Ooh. McCarr was drafted fourth overall by Colorado, like, yeah. Like, well, Ooh. number two was Philadelphia, and they picked Nolan Patrick, and he's kind of a bust so far. He's not, uh, yeah, I, yeah. You look at Philadelphia, what they were looking, they were looking for defense, though, like a puck, puck moving defense, the way Kale McCarr blossomed to be. Like everybody in that in that everybody in draft years, they're they're so fast compared to the NHLers. Yeah. They haven't developed their stride. They haven't they haven't even developed a, a, a professional skating stride, so to speak. So I'm I'm maybe I don't know. Consider him a steal. Yeah, draft McCarr at number four. Well, it's like Leon Drysaddle. He, was he wasn't he number three. He was number three or four ahead of him. Uh, Okay, we we talked about this, man. I think maybe last month or something. There was a couple before him that were, they didn't turn out to be bust, but they weren't as great as they should have been. I what guess. do you what do you consider a bust? Alexander Daigle. Daigle, 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 however you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Alexander Daigle. Yeah. <laughs> Who else would you consider a bust? Oh, let's see. Like Pat, someone, uh, Pat Falloon. Remember him? Yeah. 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 And who else? Who else did the Oilers draft that were busts? He played. He played for the Oilers. Remember that? Yeah, he played for. He played a year and tried to regain his stride, but that was it. Now he played. He played. I think I can't remember what senior league he played in, but I remember reading about him in Theron Flurry's book. He that, played for uh, Elder Shane, where he's. Oh. Oh really? Where he's from, yeah. Okay. Just outside of Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah I remember uh I remember Theron Fleury talked about him in his book, Playing with Fire. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Now I he just like book, but... like uh, just a brief like uh, like uh, uh, insert, like he didn't go on of him like a whole chapter. He just said, Yeah, he was good at junior. Yeah, oh he... yeah. He was a he was, a, he was, he was a... and a junior. He was a small guy though. He must have been yeah. five ten and I don't know. Oh well. You know, I think our bus almost, it's not a guarantee, but most, 
when when Canada had their 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 uh, drive for five, a lot of goalies didn't pan out to be great goalies in the NHL. Like um, Dustin Pogi. Yeah, Leafs. where did he go? Like he had one good year, maybe an okay year with the Leafs, and yeah, that was it. After yeah, that, like like who like who was a goalie for the two thousand five Dream Team? Do you remember? Uh, Dustin Korhowski. Yeah, like Tarkowski or something. See, like. Did he did he go on to greatness like uh, no like flurry like flurry what flurry cost Canada the gold medal game but he was a good goalie for the rest of his career right I think I the know. last good team Canada goalie that they had it with the World Juniors was like Price and Flurry I I think that was the 07, 07 yeah, shootout that was probably the last one fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let it, let it, damn it, it was going so close. I was going three, almost an episode three, and a half. It was three or four rounds, right? Yeah. That, that's when they that's when they invoked that rule that uh, you, you can't go. That these uh called the Jonathan Taze rule. You can't you gotta choose different shooters. I don't know. Anyways, I'm just rambling Anyways. because I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to get my mind off the subject of the fact that the others are gonna get swept tonight. Just don't start crying, okay. Is there like a, a hotline you can call or something? Oilers oh, hotline. Yeah. <laughs> There's gotta be Oilers hotline. Okay, episode Anyways. forty-eight. Our guest for this episode is Jocelyn LaRock. She is from originally from Saint Anne, Manitoba. She is a former University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldog. She played on Team Canada. For the last three Olympics, winning two gold and the silver. And she recently played at the Freddy and yep. uh, for the Mr. Wasis Sage Strong, where they won the women's division. So good interview with Jocelyn, and it was uh had a good time. So because of the week, because of the week for episode 48, you're gonna be surprised in this one. This is a good little, good smart little kid. Is Carter Wilson of Kenora? Really, eh? Uh, Miles and Crystal Wilson's son. Okay, he's a up and coming goaltender, and he's rocking a mullet. You would be proud oh, of him. I like my Facebook friends already. You would probably have one as. Maybe better than yours. You know, you know, you know we should sponsor him. You know why they got to get sponsors on the back of their jerseys when they get. Uh, <gasps> Ooh, hey? We should, we should <laughs> yeah. figure out how much that costs. I think it's like two twenty or two thirty to to put our name on the back. We should do that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Something about we'll look into. So yeah, Carter listens to the show, and he uh, got a hoodie. So he was right on. Mom, Crystal sent me a picture of him. Rocking the res, mm-hmm. res hockey podcast hoodie. So, thanks, Carter. Uh, keep on, keep on, keeping yeah. on, man. Yeah, keep on being deadly. So, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for this week for episode forty eight? I do. I got a couple shout outs. I got a shout out to my daughter Jaden, your daughter Anna, uh, Tone's uh, son in law, son um, Jaron, or whatever you want to. His son, he's been with them forever. Courtney's son, uh, every all the graduates that were at the prom pictures on the harbor front or Muskie the Muskie. 
you guys look really, really sharp. Really good luck. Pictures, did you? How much yeah. did uh, was your daughter's dress? I don't know. Uh, it was so expensive for Hannah's. I was like, ah. <laughs> I know. I, well, I know uh, Jane's daughter or Jane's daughter. Jane's haircut was uh, eighty-five dollars, even for like got- an hour. For like an hour and a half, we're in the wrong business, man. <laughs> oh, uh, Crystal did Anna's hair. So okay, yeah, Crystal for uh, doing Anna's hair. Yeah. So, but the par- prom dress was pretty expensive. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, it was in American too. So. Oh. When we were going to Sioux, Sioux St. Marie, we went through Duluth and yeah. we stopped at a couple dress stores or semi-formal stores and mm-hmm. that's where she got her dress. So ain't cheap when it's uh, an American. Oh, yeah. So what do you do with prom dresses? Do you keep them or do you sell them? You wait, you wait 15 years to make your own theme party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sell them. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have granddaughters. Maybe they're gonna want them one day. Do you sell them for half the price since you only warm once? Yeah, I know. See that? See, we're in the definitely wrong business. We should make we should be making prom dresses. We should start uh res hockey prom. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a company that sells semi formal dresses. Oh yeah, and taxes and suits here in here in town. Yeah. You'd be hey. like that guy. On, you'd be like that guy on Friends. Ever watched that episode on Friends when that Taylor was uh, like filling up? Oh, get out of here! <laughs> I thought you're gonna go the old forty uh, year old virgin with that uh, when that guy keeps going into the store and wants to try and all those boots. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's too funny. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the end of the school year is coming up, so I just want to say mm-hmm. congrats to all yeah. the graduating students that go to university, mm-hmm. college, high school, elementary, preschool, daycare. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially that university and college yeah. students, uh, congrats on obtaining your education. The, the next good step. Luck with, yep. Good luck finding a job. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay, let's talk about NHL playoffs. Okay. Let's the- we'll talk about the worst last. So, we talk about... Uh, Tampa Bay and... Tampa Bay. Dull Holy Storm. Nisachuan. <laughs> Holy man. Who th- I, I didn't think the Rangers would do this, do this much damage in two games. And they barely won last night. Yeah. Three, what, 41 seconds they scored? Do you think yeah. they're just running out of gas after three, what, uh, two years plus this year of just yeah. long playoff runs? I, they're going to run out I, of gas? I think, I think Pat Maroon's finally out of gas. He can't keep up with the league. with his. <laughs> oh, he looks so slow out there. I right? know. Well, I mean, he's well, because he, well, he's wearing three rings. They got to wear him down somehow. <laughs> I think he shouldn't wear his rings when he plays because that's <laughs> kind of slowing him down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like Perry's still playing good. He can keep up with yeah. the play, but Maroon's like weighing up. He makes an outlet pass, and he's still trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go to the west side. Do you, 
Do you think it's faster hockey in the West compared to? I the think East? it's. I think. I think at times when the certain line when the certain lines are out, it's a lot faster. I think because yeah. he because he look at well, I sh- the goals that are scored are faster. Maybe from end to end, it's the same. It just seems that when McKinnon scores, it's it happens in three or four passes. Same with McCarsk. When they, when they score, it happens in two passes, and that's it. That's just what I'm seeing. Like even like the the, the game one with McDavid. No, when Evander Kane scored, like it was a fast goal. In game three, when when McConnor scored, it it just happened so fast that you yeah. you're like, holy crap, this is a fast series. But I think shift for shift, it's it's a it's pretty even. But when Edmonton or Colorado scores, I think their their plays are so fast that just it, it's just it's just frustrating on my yeah. end to watch. Rangers have a good power play. They've been scoring yeah. on their power play. Mm-hmm. I think range. Well, they're up two one, but I think Rangers are still too fast. And I think they're gonna. Yeah, they I think look, they're gonna. They don't look gassed. No, I think they're gonna skate away with this convincingly. Like the, they're gonna win, Five. like by a two or three goal margin in the next couple of games. They're just gonna just get mad and win because Igor is better. Is he nominated for a Hart Trophy? He no, is, right? I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's just that chant they were um, ripping on Tampa Bay. Okay, so if Tampa Bay wins, they play tomorrow's Tuesday. They'll mm-hmm. play Thursday. Stanley Cup Finals might start Sunday, eh? Sunday they might start Monday. Sunday, yeah. Because Edmonton's going to be done tonight. Yeah, is that right? 100%? Guarantee that's, 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 a, I'm, that's a guarantee. The the all time record for teams coming back when they're down 0 and 3 is 4 and 128. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> there's a chance, like dumb and dumber. There, yeah, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yes. But I, um, we talked about this and I mentioned to people, um, Colorado and Colorado Edmonton are good two on two, but. Five on five, I think Colorado's got the edge. Or six on six with the goalie. Like he can't he, like Mike Smith is Mike Smith. He he does he has played well, but he hasn't played it with that X factor the way other goalies have in the league. Like he let in a goal from the other players' blue line. Yeah, they won the game, but you can't like you, you just can't be doing that. Like like remember Tommy Salo did that in the in the Olympics oh, yeah. from center ice. Against Belarus, yeah, yeah Belarus, like holy crap, that that's why Team Canada won the game, won the gold because uh, Sweden got knocked out that game. It looks like Mike Smith is superstitious. Like away, he wears different pads and a different helmet, but at home he wears yeah. different pads. And do you think yeah. he should stop being superstitious and just because it hasn't it hasn't been working him in this series? I think, <laughs> you know. Like he's he's made some saves that he has to make, but he hasn't made all the saves that he has to make that his team's depending on. Like the first goal, he he just looked like he was uh, uh, handcuffed. Like he just he didn't know where it was, and then he makes he throws his hands in the air a little bit. He concedes that he didn't know, he didn't see. Just he has a hard time tracking it. Like he's probably in phenomenal shape, but I just think he's uh, he's got to face the music. Uh, Evander Kane, he got suspended one game for his hit on Kadri. See, I want the NHL to look at this hit, and then I want them to look at the hit that that Sidney Crosby hit. 
the same play, the same setup, the same speed. Crosby did not get zero punishment. He got probably tripped on line, um, maybe hackled a little bit here and there. He probably got sworn at. I don't know. But he didn't get no punishment. Because he's Nothing. Sidney Crosby, man. Yeah. It's just like if Wayne Gretzky would have did it in the 80s and 90s, he, there'd be no call. Hey, remember when Gretzky high-sticked Doug Gilmore in Maple Leaf Gardens and uh, there was no miss. It was a missed call. Kerry Fraser missed it. Same thing with, is with yeah. uh, Sidney Crosby. Superstars yeah. get special treatment. Mm-hmm. So I think they do. It's, it's, it's obvious they do. Go out there and cross-check someone and see what happens. Yeah, just blatantly, and then say, "Well, pull a pull a Dell Hunter and just just ream him into the boards like two oh, seconds after the whistle." Oh, I thought the play was still alive. He said, oh, "You remember his interview?" <laughs> so like, holy man! Uh, when he hit Pierre Turgeon in the yeah. finals, and Turgeon scored in a an overtime. Or the overtime, Del yeah. Dell Hunter is the count, and he comes like maybe. I guess maybe three seconds he scored, and then because he hit him in the corner where yeah. was still celebrating, and, and Hunter said, oh, I, his shoulder." Hunter says, oh, "I thought the play was still alive. Uh, I was merely <laughs> finishing the check. Like, come on, yeah, the, you have to give him props in, for trying that though. Before I trying to did say that, that. In today's game, how many uh, oh. how many games do you think he'd get? I'd say probably three Thir- at least. Thirty, I think three or four. yeah." Well, no, playoff games, definitely, yeah. Oh, three, I mean, like yeah. in regular season. Oh, like... probably five. <laughs> five? <laughs> so do you think that was a suspension, though, for no. Kane or just a fine? I should have just been a fine. Five in a game and just a suspend, just a fine. Because you have to look at, like I've told people, like the speed, the athletes now compared to in the 80s, like that would have happened in the 80s. They're – Players are too fast. They're 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 too gung ho. There's so much adrenaline riding. They just they don't know what to do with it. I guess I don't know. Good but news, the- uh, Zach Hyman just scored to make it one one. Oh, oh, there's my notification. Brand yeah. new game. Ten goals already for Hyman. I know. That's you guys, not bad. And you guys, uh, that's jeez. He's a backhand too. Jeez. With that being said, with him having 10 goals, do you think anyone will ever beat Reggie Leach's and Yuri Curry's record of 19 nope. goals in a playoff? Nope. They won't touch it. They'll get maybe 16 goals. No, but they won't. And that's crazy to think that when the Flyers played in the 70s, when Reggie played, yeah. they only had three series before they won the Cup. And they were like best out of five, best out of sevens, and best out yeah. of seven. So. So you're playing maybe 20 games, a playoff series, compared to now where they're playing in the 20s. and Yeah. That's crazy to think, eh? Like 19 goals in a playoffs. That's that's pretty good. So that's pretty neat. So 1-1, so brand new game, but can they keep up the momentum? Yeah. I'm just waiting for Nurse to do something – that oh, he shouldn't. He probably will. He's going to pull a cane and just ruin it for the team. <laughs> yeah. The $9 million man. So. All right. Uh, let's go to our interview with the uh, former UMD Bulldog and Team Canada defenseman and Mr. Wasses. Yeah. Stay strong. Freddie Champ. 
Jocelyn LaRock. So let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Hey, Res Hockey. Res Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode 48. She is from St. Anne, Manitoba, which is probably an hour and a half from here in Kenora. She is a former UMD Bulldog. She played for Team Canada. And she just recently played for Mr. Wasis Stay Strong. Res Hockey would like to welcome Jocelyn LaRock. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, how did you get started in the game? Oh, man. Um, I would say from my older sister, uh, Chantal. She, uh, she's a year and a half older than me, and I was one of those younger sisters that anything she did, I wanted to do. So uh, as soon as she started playing hockey when she was five, uh, I was three and a half begging my parents <laughs> to play and uh, they forced me to wait till I was five. But I, I definitely, I, I looked up to her and, you know, I still do today. And she's the reason why I, uh, I started playing. Where did you play minor hockey? Uh, so I played in St. Anne um, with the boys until I was, um, I played until I was 14 uh, there. And then I also played with the girls in St. Adolph, which is about 30 minutes, uh, pretty close to Winnipeg. Uh, but they always had a really good um, girls hockey association right from, I'd say you, man, I played from U13 all the way up to high school. Um, right after high school, you attended uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. How yeah. was it uh, playing D1 hockey in such a, hockey crazy city <laughs> um yeah it's uh I had a fabulous four years um you know playing college hockey was always a dream of mine and to be able to do that it was it was great um I I chose to Duluth for many reasons uh probably the biggest one though was actually it was pretty close to to Manitoba it was only about a five and a half six hour drive and what and what was really neat and kind of the icing on the cake why I chose Duluth was my grandpa um, he worked for Barkman Concrete, and uh, he he traveled a lot. And one of his stops was Duluth. Uh, and he was actually going to retire the year that I went to school. And he said, you know, Jocelyn, if you keep playing or if you go to Duluth, I'll work for another four years. So he actually would come visit me every four to five weeks. Um, and he's a huge hockey fan. He uh, he coached all his life. Uh, he watches me play all the time. Um, so to have him there, you know, every four to five weeks was pretty special. Um, and he would even make some other uh, away games. He probably watched more than even my parents did. So that was kind of the icing on the cake. But Duluth is Duluth is a beautiful city. It's not too big, um, you know, so outdoorsy. There's so much to do. Um, this campus isn't too big. And I mean, coming from a small, small community, um, I, I wanted to go to a small school and kind of be able to um, fit in a bit better. So uh, what did you study while you were at UMD? Um, I studied accounting. So are you able to use your accounting degree in today's and uh, what you're up to today? Um, yes, I can actually. Um, I, I co-own uh, two gyms right now um, in, in Ontario. Uh, so I do all like the bookkeeping and that definitely keeps me pretty busy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I do a lot of on ice coaching, uh, but also all the bookkeeping. So 
Um, unfortunately, I don't love it. Um, and I'm definitely starting to not um, do that quite as much anymore. Now that we've um, been more established, um, I can kind of pass that work along because I definitely like doing the on ice coaching much better. Um, I think, I, you know, when when I was in college, I uh, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I figured that, you know, I'm, I'm good with numbers. I've always been good with numbers. So I thought, well, I should take accounting. Um, but you have to like, you have to enjoy what you're doing. So that yeah. was kind of a lesson, a lesson that just because you're natural at something doesn't mean that that's what you should be doing for the rest of your life. Uh, so I kind of learned the hard way, but I do have an accounting <laughs> degree. I do use it, but um, it's uh, definitely not a passion of mine. <laughs> do you remember the name of the main mall in Duluth? Oh man, I could tell trick, you where it is. Question. That is a trick question. I know it's not near campus. It's kind of um, almost on the outskirts. Oh man. I graduated in 2011, so it's been a while. Um, what, what is it? Miller Hill Mall. Oh, man. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I could drive there, though, I bet. I'm sure I could. Maybe not. <laughs> How was it traveling, uh, like the team travel while you were at school? Did you guys catch the bus? Did you guys fly if it was uh, a certain uh, distance away? Um, yeah, the only team that we would fly to would be Ohio State. Uh, they're they're pretty far. Um, I, I kind of you know always wondered why they were in our conference in the WCHA, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so we always flew there. But other than that, it was always bus uh, bus trips. Um, yeah, so we'd bus to you know the the Twin Cities for Mankato, St. Cloud, Minnesota, um, and then Bemidji, North Dakota. Uh, would all be bus trips too. So those are always so fun. Even minor hockey and college and, and even on the senior team, it's always fun to just go on the bus. You know, you have some great chats, you know, you play some games, have some fun, occasionally do some homework, but <laughs> that was usually way lower on the priority list. <laughs> did you play in the old Duluth arena or did you play in a new one? Um, so, so the majority of my career was the deck was the old one. And on okay. in my senior year, we transferred over in January. So I got to play like my last, um, you know, last half of the season in the new ring. So that was pretty oh, nice. neat that I could yeah. like experience both. Uh, you suited up for team Canada in a number of occasions, uh, three Olympics, 2014, 18 and 2022. How special was it? Is it to represent Canada? Oh, I mean, um, so special. It was, you know, a dream of mine um, ever since the first women that played in, in those 98 Olympics. Uh, when I was nine years old, um, to be honest, I didn't even know that women's hockey existed. Uh, my dream before watching those Olympics was to play in the NHL. That's all I saw. That's all that I knew. Um, I knew that no uh, woman had played in the NHL, but I figured, you know, why not? I could be the first one. And when I saw those Olympics, um, that's when my dream sparked. And I remember looking back at my parents and saying, you know, I'm going to be there one day. Um, so, you know, to achieve your lifelong dream. Um, yeah, it's hard to put into words, but I feel extremely lucky. I feel so grateful that I get to play at the level um, that I do today and that I've been playing, you know, for the last decade. And I just feel really um, proud and grateful. Who were some of the female players that you looked up to 
um, like oh. you said, in the 98 Olympics. Oh, man. I remember watching, like, I mean, all of them, but the ones that I remember when I was young, I mean, Haley Wickenheiser, she was always like the star of the team, um, you know, doing some some amazing things on the ice. Uh, but on defense, I remember watching uh, Becky Keller, um, you know, uh, and, and what was pretty neat was, you know, when I first got onto the national team, um, that's when she was kind of ending her career. So I got to play in a few tournaments with her. Um, and I remember just being so starstruck and it's like, wow, I remember watching you when I was nine and now we're teammates. Uh, but she was so fantastic. I remember my first senior tournament at the four nations cup, like she took me for dinner. Um, she just made me feel really comfortable and that's, you know, you definitely remember those type of moments, you know, being a young player at that time. And um, yeah, so no, so she on, on defense, definitely her, but yeah, Haley Wickenizer, Cassie Campbell, like there were so many that, yeah, just being, I, I, I had no idea that there was even a team Canada for a women. Cause back then, you know, it wasn't on TV at all really. So. <laughs> how, uh, how good is your team captain, Marie Philippe Like oh. the last couple Olympics, she was, She's so clutch. It's so clutch. Like, it's how good like, is she? I mean, in my opinion, she's literally the best hockey player in the world. And I put that male, female, the way she can dominate at the international level. Like, I don't, I, I don't think anyone else can do it, male or female. I mean, for sure not female, uh, because she's doing it and no one else is. Um, and, you know, not only is she the best player in the world, like she's the best teammate in the world. She's literally like the coolest person ever. And I feel so lucky to be her teammate and she's the hardest worker. She's like the nicest. She's like super kind. Um, she'll do anything for every, anyone. It's almost like, how can she be a real person? But she is. And um, I feel pretty lucky that she's on my team, um, especially being a defenseman. It's like, I don't want to have to defend against you. <laughs> I'm happy to move the puck to you. <laughs> when you play for Team Canada, do you guys get like free sticks, free equipment, free skates, <laughs> etc.? Yeah, we do. It's it's you know Hockey Canada. Um, they they treat us pretty well, and uh, you know any equipment needs that we need, and you know we get um, I think it's like twelve sticks a year and a couple pairs of skates and. You know, um, hopefully um, in the hopefully near future, there'll be a professional league that, you know, they can supply that for us, too. But, at, you know, for the players in the national team program, at least that that's covered. But um, there's definitely a lot of work to do so that it's not just, you know, the top 20, 30 players that are getting that. It should be like, you know, the top players on those professional teams as well. Uh, 2022 Olympics in Beijing, how how different was it? Uh, with the yeah. pandemic and all. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was super different. And um, what I think most people don't know is on an Olympic year, um, we do what's called a centralization, which is like an eight to nine month um, tryout leading up to the Olympics. So just that whole, um, it's essentially like our hockey season, right from July to, to the Olympics. And just that season alone was so different. Like we, you know, the, I, the amount of days that we spent quarantine in, in hotels and, and getting uh, our meals delivered to our rooms, not even be able to go for walks. Um, so it was pretty challenging. And the coaches, you know, had a pretty challenging job of still keeping us like united. And, and we'd have like 
um, video meetings. We'd have like, um, you know, team building virtually. We had uh, like Jerry D come on and do a, a, a family <laughs> feud, which was like really cool. Uh, you know, we had the Arkells sing us a concert. We had Paul Brandt sing us a concert. We had John Cooper speak to us, which was amazing. That man, I could listen to that man talk for hours. Um, so, you know, we we definitely had to be creative. Um, a lot of time spent in hotels, like so, like so much. Uh, and once we got to the, or I would say leading up to the Olympics was pretty scary because if you got COVID right before that flight to Beijing, it would have, you probably weren't going. And that was really scary. Cause you're like, can you imagine like all the work? And then you're just like, you can't go. And that actually happened to our assistant coach, which is really sad. And she missed the entire Olympics. Um, I mean, at least it didn't happen to a player, but I, you know, my heart goes out to her. It's, it's, it's awful that that happened to her. So there was a lot of stress. Once you got there though, you know, we were being tested player staff anybody that was in that olympic bubble was getting tested every single day so once you got there you're like you know it's pretty safe um still to wear masks everywhere but at least we could like interact um we could go to we even went to a couple other events uh went to uh snowboard cross uh figure skating speed skating so it's pretty neat to be able to like cheer on the other canadian athletes because i didn't think there'd be a chance that we could do that i I thought that was completely out of the window. So at least in those aspects, it felt more normal. Um, but it was still like, you know, masks all the time, testing every day. Um, so it was still pretty strict. Were you guys able to attend opening and closing ceremonies? Um, yeah, we, we were. Uh, there was definitely some questions around it. And, you know, um, there was a few of us that were in the leadership group having a lot of conversations with our coaches and our manager. Uh, but it's funny looking back at those meetings. Um, I'm pretty sure that our manager knew that Mary Philippoulin was going to be the flag bearer. Um, so I remember we were having those meetings and I was like, you know, and I mean, it, it was hard too. Cause there was about half of us or half the team that had had COVID. So they were almost like a little bit less likely to get it again. And I was, I was in a group of people that hadn't got COVID. So I was kind of more of the conservative where I was like, do we need to go to the opening ceremonies? And I, and I felt bad saying that because it's like, I've already been, I, I still wanted to go, but I'm like, what if we got COVID, you know? And I remember our manager kind of thinking like, I think it'll be okay. And I was like, well, can someone, you know, how's the ventilation going to be? But you know, when I, and, and, and I, and then, and then we kind of left it where people could make their own choice, which I think is, is, is totally fair because nobody should be forced to go if they don't feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, when I found out that Mary Philippine was going to be a flag bearer, I was like, gosh, I need to go. <laughs> so I, I actually wasn't, I actually wasn't going to go um, pretty much up until the day before I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it on the TV. I'm just so I'm away from people. Because my concern was that, you know, we, we had been there for about seven days. So I was like, I'm not really concerned with our team, but there were some athletes that were getting in like that day and then going to the opening ceremony. So I was like, you know, what if they're bringing COVID into the opening ceremony? So yeah, it's just, yeah. there was a lot of thoughts going in my head, but you know, I got to go, I like, she was right there with Chris and like, we were right behind her and I'm like, this is like the coolest thing ever. So it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Out of the three Olympics, other than winning the two golds, what was the most special moment 
out of the three? Man, it's oh, a great question. I mean, <laughs> we were just talking about it, but like, I, I would say all three opening ceremonies and, and that's when it like really feels real that you're at the Olympics and, you know, most, you know, are all like world championships and different tournaments. It's always like, like, I don't want to say just with the hockey team, but you're, you're with team Canada w- women's hockey. But when you're at the Olympics, like you're, you're walking in there with speed skaters, figure skaters, and you're just like part of the winter Canadian Olympic team. And, you know, the production when you're there live, I mean, it's so neat on TV, but when you're live there, it's, it's so special. Um, so, you know, the opening ceremonies for all three, I would say um, was definitely a highlight. The closing ceremonies, you guys got pretty cool jean jackets. Do you still wear oh. it? <laughs> oh, the jean jackets were from yeah. Tokyo. Oh, were they? Yeah. Yeah. Ours, ours were those like, kind of like white, off white and then we all had like the Canadian oh, yeah, flags okay. yeah I see it. yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do you those still... jean jackets though those are awesome <laughs> like the opening ceremonies you guys got like lululemon stuff do you, do you still wear that oh, stuff man or... our the lulu gear was you know you you knew when lulu had the sponsorship you're like okay this can be good like this can be awesome <laughs> um and they and they just went over and above i mean even like the color schemes, like I remember being like, wait, there's going to be some like green clothes and white clothes or like almost that beige. And I was like, is that really going to look like Canada? <laughs> but they still made it look Canada. And anytime you walked around anywhere, people would just look at you and they'd be like, your clothes are so nice. And we're <laughs> like, thank you. Um, and, and I'd say honestly, like 10 times a day, someone would be like, do you want to trade? And it's like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really don't. And they gave us so much too that you're still like, eh, I, know, I, I know I have like five other hoodies, but no, I'm sorry. I can't. That's <laughs> awesome. Just like politely decline. But it's like our stuff was so nice. Like people, especially the first couple of days, I think some countries didn't know. And they would literally look at us and they're like, yeah we look we look good (laughs) uh you played in the women's division at the France of Saskatoon tournament in Saskatoon where you won the championship with Mr. Wasis Sage Strong how was that experience oh it was it was a blast it was so much fun I mean um you know we had a fun team uh Bridget Laquette's uh the one that uh you know asked me to come play and I said yeah like most definitely. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be fun. Um, I, I haven't actually played since February. So I was like, okay, it's probably time for me to get back on the ice and why not start with a tournament? Uh, so, um, no, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, I love playing hockey. So just any time, ta- any time that I get to like be on the ice and have fun. And I mean, Bridget's a, a, a really close friend of mine. I hadn't seen her in uh, like I say, seen her a couple months ago, but it was, you know, it's always fun to play with her and, and uh, Victoria and, and my sister was actually on the team. So that was, I mean, I have, man, that was blast from the past. I haven't played with her in a while. Um, and then all the other uh, players too. It was, it was just, it was just a lot of fun. It was a good weekend and it was, it was great to be a part of, you know, the first time that, that there was a women's division. And I think it's about time that, uh, you know, there's a women's division. I think it sounded like everyone was really happy that there was a women's division. 
Um, and I, you know, the teams were great. Um, it was very competitive. I mean, all of our games were really close and it seemed like all the other games were really close. So it was very competitive and, and a lot of fun. How was it playing with uh, Team USA member uh, Abby Rock? Usually you're playing against her in <laughs> that US-Canada rivalry. Like how, so how was it playing with her this time? Yeah, that uh, the U.S.-Canada rivalry is pretty big, and it's uh, you know those those games are always very competitive and and a lot of fun. And I mean, I I hadn't met Abby uh, before, um, but it, you know she's she's a nice girl. Um, it was nice to get to know her, and uh, you know I think both countries do a pretty good job at you know when there's events or even getting to know each other it's like you know on the ice is one thing and off the ice is the other because I'm a very competitive person but you know I can I can put that aside once you know the Canada US jerseys are are off. (laughs) Uh, What do you think is the biggest hurdle in women's hockey like when it's Olympic Olympic time everyone's on I don't want to say the bandwagon but everyone is so excited for women's hockey but once that is over like there's women's pro leagues and it, it's not, they don't get as much airtime com- compared to the men's or what do you think? So what do you think is um, a, a big hurdle that women's hockey can uh, overachieve and, and uh, start getting wow. the same time as men's? Totally. Um, I would say the biggest hurdles would be um, like marketing and advertising. Um, you know, any professional league, like whether that's NHL, NFL, they put millions of dollars of marketing and advertising dollars in, you know, even though their, their crowds are sold out, like it's, it's, it's something that you need to do um, to get people excited and to get people in the stands. Um, and then also, you know, more TV time. Um, so, you know, once hopefully we have a professional league that it'll be on consistently. Um, I know in our past leagues, you know, there'd be one game here, um, one game there, but on a consistent basis. Um, And then I think, you know, TV outlets like TSN, Sportsnet, you know, showing those highlights consistently. Um, I know, I know they air world championships, but even just showing, more women's sports consistently on highlights, um, I think needs to, you know, start being the norm and not just like sprinkled in here and there uh, because people do want to watch women's sports. I think it just, it's really hard to, um, and it needs to not be like, you know, cracking Da Vinci's code to try to find out, figure out where, where the next game is or how to watch it. And you have to log into this online thing and, pay $20 to watch it one time. Like if it's, you know, on more regularly, I think that's, um, you know, for, for not even just women's hockey, but women's sports in general. Um, So, yeah. So I think it's the marketing and advertising and just the accessibility that people can see it. What advice would you give young female hockey players? Oh man. Advice I'd give young female hockey players. Um, I guess a couple things that, um, you know, maybe I could, I, I, I wish I could have told myself, uh, but also for all young, you know, even hockey players in general or young people. Um, first thing is like, find your passion um, and dream big. Like, don't be afraid to have super, super big dreams. Um, and, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. And knowing that 
you know, there's going to be some hard times. There's going to be bumps in the roads, things that are within your control, out of your control. Um, but just always bouncing back, always getting up from that. Um, and it's going to take a lot of hard work, but to always make sure to have fun. Um, that's what I always try to do. Like anything that I do, whether that's with work, with hockey, is making sure that I'm still having a ton of fun. You know, not maybe not every moment, every second is going to be fun, uh, but you got to enjoy what you're, what, what you're doing. You have to love the journey because, you know, if you're only working, working for that Olympic gold medal and you're not happy throughout the whole journey, like that Olympic gold medal isn't going to make you happy. Yeah. You got to You got to love the journey or else, you know, that gold medal is just, just a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, another question. Uh, what do you think of parents who put their kids in like, winter hockey then spring hockey just kind of really <laughs> yeah really push them yeah you know I've had a lot of conversations with parents <laughs> um I actually had actually had one today with the uh, with a guy that skate uh, sharpens my skates um it it's like there's so many reasons to not play hockey 12 months out of the year um to name a couple, it's like injury prevention. Um, you can't just keep using those same muscles over and over and your poor like 10 year old is going to get burnt out. Um, and it's like, is hockey fun then if you're doing it 12 months of the year? Like, I'm not sure. Um, and it's like, you just, you just want to have fun and do other things. And it's honestly going to make you a better hockey player. Uh, again, back to that injury prevention, but also like you want to be athletic and yeah. if you only play hockey, like you're not going to be. And, and it's, it's sad. Cause you know, I, I work with a lot of kids and I ask them like, Oh, like what other sports do you play? So many of them, I just play hockey. And I'm like, you gotta play other sports. Like, even if it's just for fun, like the super, like the lowest house league level, like who cares? Just go play soccer, go play baseball. I, I even do that. You know, I play ball hockey. I try to play basketball. I've even play some uh, squash when I can, like, it's just, be active in different ways. And it's so important for anybody, like any age, any level. Um, you're not too good to not play other sports and to play hockey 12 months a year. I promise you that hockey Canada preaches it. NHL teams preach it. <laughs> I just wish that, you know, parents would listen. I think, I think the problem is like some parents almost think like they're missing out. It's like, Oh, there's this tournament. It's like, Oh, there's yeah. this camp. And it can, it can get overwhelming for sure. I'm sure as a parent. Okay, before we let you go, I always finish the interview with, uh, they're called the five rapid miss questions. They're All kind right. of a, a lighter side of the, the interview. Perfect. Okay, number, number one, baked or fried bannock? Ooh, um, oh man, I uh, baked. <laughs> uh, number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? <laughs> no I haven't <laughs> uh, actually in college in college I did actually for a door sorry <laughs> uh, number three ever see Ernest Moody's live in concerts I haven't <laughs> uh, number four Bannock Burger or Indian Taco ooh Bannock Burger uh, fifth and last question can you jig <laughs> no I can't it's funny we got my nephew uh doing the jig uh it's pretty cute he's like two years old but I mean I was trying to help him but I don't think I was doing a very good job 
All right, Charles and I, I thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking time coming on on the, especially on a Monday evening when the Oilers are playing. So uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, you take care, and we'll talk to you again. Okay, sounds good. Take care. Bye. Okay, take care. Bye. Well, I'm a bit happier now. Still a one-one game. Eight minutes left in the second. So yeah. Oh, uh, that was a good interview with Jocelyn. I kind of messed up. I uh, with her being in the playing in the Olympics. You know how Team Canada gets apparel for opening and closing ceremonies. I thought they got jean jackets for Beijing. No, no. really, eh? Yeah. So. I thought so. Honest mistake. So good interview. She made a lot of good points about uh, kids playing hockey, parents making kids play hockey 12 mm. months of the year, which is, which I believe I agree with her. And I agree with Kimby Daniels, like he said last week, where let them play other sports. Yeah. You're, you'll just burn them out. Uh, who, lacrosse player? We yeah, Shantler. Yeah, Shantler. he said you you work different muscles muscles when you when you start playing soccer. You go side to you go uh, up and down as opposed to side to side. You you'll strengthen other muscles while you're still keeping uh, yourself in physical activity. Play different sports, engage other muscle groups, and that comes from uh, one of the best lacrosse players in the national yeah. cross league. This mm-hmm. guy's an MVP. Uh, first team all-star and one of the best players still yeah. in the game today. So you got to listen to these pro athletes that we get on yeah. the, that come on the show and give advice. And this is one of the main reasons why we wanted to start the podcast is just to have the young listeners yeah. uh, hear advice and hear the stories of these mm-hmm. players and what they have to share. So um, play baseball, play goal golfing, yeah. play even picketball if you want just, <laughs> Big, yeah. <laughs> just go out there and try new things. Go out there, hang out with your friends. Yeah. Your friends a golfer, go golfing and yeah. soccer. There's so many ball hockey. Just don't totally concentrate on hockey. No. So thanks again, yeah. Jocelyn, for coming on. It's it was awesome. So uh right. for for what they the the, the players have to say in today's top five kind of go hand in hand it says where's hockey top five things you should do during the off season yes uh i'm still in game shape as everyone can see absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i still keep in shape say my prayers take my vitamins <laughs> what did hulk hogan say say your prayers take your, take vitamins. your vitamins yeah <laughs> well he's just all juiced <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> He had his own special vitamins, I hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just call, yeah. call, just call. <laughs> Okay, uh, top res hockey, top five things you should do during the offseason. Number five, um, work out, develop muscle memory. Yes. Uh, it's always good to work out in the gym. You don't have to go for hours and hours. Just no. start off 10 minutes. Just get used to it. You don't have to lift 100 pounds right away. No. Start with 10 pounds, 20 pounds, and just work your way up. Like right now, I, I squat 
like 600 pounds. Easily. I didn't, I didn't Easily. At 600 pounds. I started probably like at 200 pounds and I just yeah. worked my way out. I bench pressed 350. I didn't start at 350. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on that note, uh, <laughs> Men's Health is probably about maybe four or five years ago. They did a they did a interview on one of the trainers for the Chicago Blackhawks. Is they the guy addressed what they do with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. They don't weight lift for the first month after the playoffs. They stretch, oh. they stretch, and then they do they they mimic weight uh movements but with no weight at all because yeah. their muscles are tearing they're healing they don't know there's on they're riding so much adrenaline that they really don't do any weights for the first month they don't they, they refuse to do them they they a lot of yoga a lot of stretching and a lot of recovery movements so uh, you so don't push yourself man don't don't yeah. don't best 350 the way uh trevor does like go easy go 300 at first i'm here to pump <laughs> You uh, yeah. Uh, number four, it's the same. It goes in with the uh, number five. Is you want to gain weight, but when you want to gain weight, it's muscle, not yeah. fat, like how Bush is. <laughs> you want to build up your muscle, right? Just, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> Be like me, don't be like Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you want to work out, right? The build yeah. that muscle so you can so you're not gonna tear your muscle as easy. Like mm-hmm. there's still gonna be a chance you might injure yourself, but it won't be as bad, right? Yeah. So uh gain weight, eat that's uh so that's part of number five. Number three is uh eating healthy. That's Goes into, that goes into number four and five, right? You gotta eat healthy, a uh, healthy lifestyle, salads, fruits, vegetables, and yeah, no fast food like bush, just double quarter pounders and <laughs> oh yeah, like in uh coming back from Evelyn. <laughs> yeah. So Bush and I we were coming back from Minnesota and we stopped by McDonald's. <laughs> And Bush said, what do you want? So I ordered it. And I and I didn't eat all day, so I was really hungry. I said, can I get a double quarter pounder? And just the disgusting look that Bush gave me is like, what? Oh, but but to your defense, he didn't eat all day. So you actually need, yeah. needed all that. All that uh... is, Bush ordered a Big Mac. So a double, it's two patties and two patties on each burger. So. <laughs> but just yeah. the look he gave me like, like a gross look and I said a double Big Mac like, oh. or a double <laughs> yeah. yeah so you want to eat healthy um, to help your muscles develop and just it's, it's going to help you to stay in shape no fast food and if you're going to eat fast food ch- choose wisely right yeah you don't need to large size your French fries or a large size your your oh. Coke. So eating healthy is just as big as a factor as working out and staying in shape. Uh, number two for res hockey top five things you should do during the off season: play other sports, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, go play yeah. baseball. Go play golf. There's so many different things sports there is you can play in the summer. And the one thing that 
we were recommending, like we mentioned, Jeff earlier is lacrosse. Yeah. John, John Tavares is a one guy. Wayne Gretzky played Wayne lacrosse. Gretzky, yep. He, he promoted lacrosse. He, he couldn't, he said in many, many interviews, he could not wait to get his state, his skates and stick off and go play lacrosse. He could not wait to do that. He was done with hockey when, when, when that, when the final buzzer, when he lifted the cup, he's done. He wanted to develop his muscles, other muscles. So like, look at, look at Jeff Shuttler, former guest. He played junior hockey. He got an injury. So he wanted to stay active and stay in shape. So he picked up lacrosse and worked on his lacrosse game. And look at him now, Mm -hmm. one of the top lacrosse players in the national lacrosse league. So there's a lot of different avenues and different roads that you guys can take. So play other sports just to keep active, keep your blood flowing, keep your muscles moving. So the number one, number one thing for, uh, whereas hockey top five things you should do during the off season is rest. Rest. Yep. You can never get enough rest, especially after playing September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, eight months. Yeah. You're playing hockey. Then that's a lot of hockey. Well, look at the Stanley Cup Finals. They're going to go for at least another three weeks. So middle of June. So they got July and August to recover. That's not yeah. a lot of time. No. Because they because they got their training camps. And um, what did Mike Richards always said? He, 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 had his, he, he couldn't play in, a, in our baseball playoffs because he always is always September long. That's when they got to go back. That's not a lot of rest, really, no, for not. these athletes. Because there are bumps and bruises that you yeah. let heal, and uh, how many injuries? How many? How many surgeries are they playing through? Like, like look at like the Kadri. He's gonna he's got surgery on his thumb. Look at uh, uh, oh Tana from uh, the Flames. He played with broken ribs. Like he's gonna miss like one two months of the season. He they your bodies need to rest. Your bodies yeah. need to recover. Don't be a hero and play. Uh, summer hockey league don't sign up for 10 camps like rest like just have a nap have a snickers and just go to sleep for 10 hours a night if you have to like yeah you know like 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 those hockey camps aren't going nowhere they're going to be the same week after week month after month they're going to be there so yeah that's our top five it's i think it's an important top five especially with the time of year where yeah Especially with parents. Oh, you got to go to this hockey school. You got to go to that. Oh, I know. Just, yeah. No, just save your money and just let your kid be a kid and mm-hmm. have some fun. So, uh, what do you think about the gas prices lately? <laughs> yeah. um, Especially with someone who drives a Ford F-150 truck. I'm thinking I'm glad I didn't get the eight-cylinder than the six-cylinder. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking that I, I don't go over coffee runs anymore. What is it? Two two two. two? No, it's two twelve. Two twelve. Oh, jeez. Uh, you almost swore. Go to catch yourself. Swore. And it's <laughs> gonna go up more this it's gonna, uh, Yeah, we figure we're talking about a work. We figure Lana figures they she's guessing two twenty-five in the midsummer, like by August long. Isn't that crazy? That's just ridiculously crazy. Like Okay, Why? so me and you, we, we can afford, but what about like elderly people with, without a fixed income that's 
that cannot afford a full yeah. take of gas every two weeks because it's they just can't. I got friends in Winnipeg that are complaining that it costs them a hundred bucks to fill up a Honda Civic. Yeah, it cost me a hundred bucks to fill up the Jeep. Yeah, like and usually it used to cost me sixty bucks. Yeah, a like hundred bucks, like like that. That's hundred bucks less you have for groceries, stuff like that, yeah. right? Like it's I just... want to start going to the reserve, and I don't care about my shoppers' points or my Ottoman points no more. I'm going to the reserve to gas up. I uh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that too because I used to I use my Canadian Tire. Uh, triangle rewards, but I think I think I might do, do the res th- gas now. Do you think res gas is different compared to like Husky or oh, S- no, it, Is it the it, same gas or is it they get they get it from the same uh Petro Canada fuel fuel tanker? It's the same I, gas. I was oh oilers are up two to one. Oh yeah, here we go. I got I got my I got my phone off, so it's not chiming chiming <laughs> what's chiming well i mean because all oh, the nudes huge because well, you know, i know because one because there was one show a couple shows a couple back that kept going off and you're like you got oh. annoyed at me <laughs> <laughs> so i had to like i turned my notifications off and like oh the nudes oh and they're on a power play right now okay i got a question for you i might this have an is- answer this is goes for everyone that listens. What is Indian time? No, okay. Well, now you gotta ask me. What is Indian time? I'm I'm sorry, my my cousins and my brothers out there, but and then there's Whitefish Bay time. <laughs> Ryan, okay. Ryan, I I know you're watching. I know you're listening, but I'm sorry. There's there's Whitefish Bay time and there's Indian time. Okay, what oh, is the Indian drum. time? <laughs> Usually about half hour. You think so? So if I yeah. say, uh, "What? Yeah, I'm gonna come pick you up at eight o'clock." So should I just wait, get ready at eight, and wait for you yeah. till eight thirty? Get ready at eight, and I'll be out. But I'll be out the door around quarter after, twenty after. So, like, if you were gonna go to a job interview, and well, that's different. <laughs> like if you have a job interview at like the band office. Oh, and your job interviews for two o'clock. Do you show up at two thirty? I, I I show up at least at two twenty, just to be early. <laughs> uh, no, but, but, but going back going back to Whitefish Bay time, I, I played on many volleyball tournaments and many hockey tournaments where it's in a different time zone. I we, it's just, yeah. Are they like an hour behind? I'd say about a good half hour, forty-five minutes. Some of sometimes uh, the tournament wouldn't get started from the two hour for an hour or so. Is that just, when people run on niche time and just? In a way, it does, but it also gives you a chance to get to know certain people. You get to talk to, you get to visit more, but you gotta take the good. You gotta look for the good and whatever happens. So, I but, was on niche time. That one time we went to Everleth for hockey. Remember, you said you'd be by the house at what time again? Seven. Oh, I, yeah, because I got off work and, and I, I wasn't thought, ready. I, I, I thought you'd be ready at seven thirty, and I texted <laughs> you at seven thirty-five and said, "Are you up?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah. I'm just getting up." <laughs> <laughs> That's Indian time. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Whoa! Oh, three one now. Holy jeez, McDavid. Yeah. What the crying out loud? What the hell is going on here? The see, I hate this. 
giving us hope. You have your hope sign now? No. Well, they might they might pull close up the series. They might close up the this home and home with a win, but I don't think. Like I said, they're the the opposing team for own for going zero three is uh or with the zero three record is four and hundred twenty eight. Power play goal by McDavid, assisted by Drysaddle. Oh yeah, I'm, sorry, Dry, I'm surprised Drysaddle still playing on pretty much one foot. I know. Well, he's, Why doesn't again, someone he, go up to him and just slash him in the ankle? Well, I would. Because the Kings are trying that, so now, they, now the NHL is aware of it, and he's part of that superstar status, so he's protected. I would, I would take one for the team, get suspended five games, and I would just kick him in the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> you take out this, one of the ah! best players, man. Give him a good kick. Yeah, okay. Or go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really, though, it's just like when Chara was playing for Boston and he had that broken jaw. Yeah. And I was like, go punch him in the face, knock him out of the game. Because you punch him once, he's not, Chara's not going to play the rest of the game. He's going to be in so much pain with a broken jaw. But no, nobody did it. <laughs> I would have went out to him and freaking punched him right in the face, right in the jaw, knock him out. You're playing for the uh... Stanley Cup. You got to do whatever. Yeah. You got to do whatever it takes to win. If that means kicking someone in the ankle, slashing Ooh. someone in the ankle. So. They scored 1854 of the second period. Ouch. I think that's, those are like the worst times to score from yeah. two minutes, Wallace. less than two minutes in each period. This like The first or the second period yeah. is yeah. the hardest. So. Uh, should we go and watch the third period now? Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. <laughs> 3-1. So yeah. It's, it's looking good, but don't count Colorado out. I would just shoot no. the puck at Smith. Let him play the puck. Well, yeah. Like okay. Yeah. For the third period, Nurse is gonna do something dumb. He's gonna take like a four-minute penalty. Then Smith no, is gonna I, do something. Play no, the I think what'll happen. Just because pass playoff, playoff, pass playoff, Nurse is going to try and clear it on the boards, even though he doesn't have to. Because in game seven against Anaheim, he tried to do that play and he put it right to Getzloff and Getzloff scored the game tying goal. And Nurse didn't really have to do it on the boards. He could have actually t- took a couple strides and made a, made a decent play. But I think Nurse is going to do that again. Yeah. He's going to, yeah. I think he'll do that. He's gonna make a dumb play where he where he doesn't have to. Playoff hockey. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for uh joining us for episode 48. We'd like to thank again Jocelyn the Rock for joining us and thank Carter Wilson for being because of yeah. the week. And we appreciate everyone tuning in. And if you guys want a hoodie, shoot us a message. We got yep. some hoodies. Yeah. Uh, Shoot us a message and we'll try our best to uh, try to ship it. Uh, try to ship it out to where you are. Yeah, uh, it's going to be snail mail because mail is expensive these days. Yeah, but you'll or get if it. We, if we know someone coming your way, we'll just give them the package and say, like, "Hey, can you drop this off for us?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anything you want to say before we leave? Shout out to Connor Willett. 
of the WHL. Yeah, good luck, Connor. As good luck, Connor. Seattle Thunderbirds are playing the Edmonton Oil Kings, Oil Kings in the yeah. WHL finals. They won the first game one, didn't they? Yeah, they won yeah. two to one, and Connor got a goal and assist, yeah. but they lost the second game. Game ah, three yeah. should be tomorrow. So that should be good. So good mm-hmm. luck, Connor. We're uh, rooting for the Thunderbirds. Yes, we are. I like that I like their colors. It's like yeah. uh, the or- Hartford Whaler colors. That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, everyone have a good week. And uh, we will see you next week. And we'll talk about it's the hashtag. finals. Yep. Bush is doing gang science. Well, I'm kind of trying to make a hashtag. But too... Oh, I thought you were going like this. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I know. Okay, let's get out of here before Bush starts <laughs> yeah. doing more stuff. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Take care of each other. I love each other. And yeah. We will see you. Peace.